I just want to share with you some uh, some thoughts that are on my heart at the moment. First of all, I'm going to look, have a look at these comments. People are people are saying uh, Nicholas and Rose talking during worship. All right, that's a um, you miss out on the chocolate from the basket of love. Hey, Jerem, shout out to Jerem. Man, so awesome that you can join in with our church uh, from from miles away. Hey McClintocks, uh, good, good to see you. And the Coleman's, welcome to the Coleman's, tuning in from um, Coromandel. That's so awesome. And yeah, just, uh, thanks for all of your all of your feedback. Uh, I'll be able to respond to some things as we as we go through. Man, so I've just been reflecting, um, trying to take trying to take a moment just to reflect on like, just things that are just going so quickly. And I was thinking about how only only three weeks ago we were meeting all together, all of us, um, well, all of us that were in the Wellington area anyway, being able to meet all together down at level two, 147 Thorn and Key. Um, and three weeks ago, we were going, okay, guys, it's really important to wash your hands. It's really important not to come to church if you're, if you're feeling sick, especially if you've got a, like a cough. That was three week, only three weeks ago. And then two weeks ago, we had our first test run of using uh, Facebook Live for streaming a service. We still had a pretty normal church service. And some of us, I think there was a handful of people that were kind of watching from, from homes. That was two weeks ago. The last week, we were, we were still able to meet, but it was in small groups. And so there was um, maybe about 20 or 30 of us down at, down at CV. And then there was a collection of people in small groups all around the city and around the, around the country that were still able to meet together. That was, two, that was last Sunday. Um, and now, and now we, uh, we're all in our isolation bubbles um, under lockdown. Um, Three weeks ago, it was only only those that were feeling feeling sick that needed to stay home from church. But now we all need to stay home from church. Hi, Elena. <laughs> you might have seen Elena pop into your screen there. So three weeks ago, it was only the sick that had to stay home from church, and today, now all of us need to stay home. It's it's crazy. Like three weeks, um, and the world has completely changed, and we're all just we're trying to we're trying to play. I don't know. We're trying to catch up and process things as as best as we can. So we're not all together in the in the geographic space, but we are together in a different sense. And as we said before, like welcome to our welcome to our house in Kotokoro. It's a um, a horrible southerly storm outside still, but um, but we're all able to be together. It's I think that in this time, it's it's important for us to know that we are we are we are still somehow connected to each other um, as a as a church family, as a wider church family. Um, but even more important than that is to know that we are connected with God. He isn't waiting for us uh, at, at level two, one forty-seven Thorn and Key. Going, guys, it's ten thirty-five. Where are you all? He's not waiting down there for us. Um, He's not wondering when we're all going to show up. So he, he's with us, but we need to like be thinking and, and have intentional ways of thinking about how do, how do we connect with God? How do we connect with Him? How do we, how do we learn to live that no, like knowing, and I mean knowing uh, more than just in our heads, but like deep within our hearts that He is with us all the time? 
I don't know about you, but in our isolation bubble, uh, we're using everything that we can get our hands on to connect with others. Um, I've been using WhatsApp, I've been using Viber, I've been using Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Zoom, Messenger, text messages, and good old-fashioned phone calls when you can get it through. Um, what kind of things have you been using? Uh, you just you can just send me some text back. Tell me what you've been using. Um, Tessa um, wants to know if anybody's using Morse code or Semaphore. Uh, Google Google it if you don't know what Semaphore is. It could actually come come quite handy one day. What what if we can't use uh, WhatsApp anymore? Then Semaphore and Morse code might be the way ahead. Anyway, it's really, really good to have all of these tools for connecting, but nothing really matches being being with friends and being with our wider family, actually being in the presence of, of other people, being closer than two metres. I looked out the window the other day and some of our neighbours were having a conversation on the street and uh, the woman was on the footpath and the man was standing out on the other side of the road, like two metres, making sure they got two metres between them. It's so much, so much better than we, when we can be closer than two meters. It's because we're social creatures. Humans are social creatures. It's the way God made us. Oh yeah, what's? I've uh, got some good ones. Okay, so Natalia is using semaphore. Um, yeah, Nicholas and Rosie using smoke signals. Good one, guys. Taylor, pigeon mail. Okay, cool. Yep. Oh yeah, Graham Wallace, ham radio. Good call. Oh, the East Coast wave. I haven't even watched that, so I'm not sure what that called. It's and uh, John John reckons that there's a new app called House Party. There you go. I've learned something new. So we've got all these tools for connecting, and nothing really matches being being close to people. Um, like using Zoom, man. Did you notice that that stocks in Zoom, the company um, behind Zoom, they're going through the roof uh, at the moment. It's great for meeting with people and having meetings with people, but it's not the same as being face-to-face. We're isolated, and, and we feel it. I was, thinking about, I was thinking about this. When Jesus came to earth, when Jesus came to earth, he came from heaven. He had been with God the Father forever. And last Sunday, we read from the beginning of the good news according to John, and he wrote about Jesus. He calls Jesus the Word. And in chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And then we'll jump ahead. So we're looking at John chapter 1, and we jump ahead to verse 14. And it says, the Word, as Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus had been with God the Father forever, and then he took on flesh. He was born as a human baby boy on our planet. But this didn't mean that all of a sudden Jesus was separated from God the Father in heaven. Jesus demonstrated, he demonstrated for us ways that he connected with his Father. And he'd disappear off, he'd keep, he kept on going off on his own to pray. Like you read through the Gospels, he kept on going off to pray and have conversations with God. So if you open up your Bibles or your app on your phone to Luke, uh, to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, Luke 5, verse 15, it says, Great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities, but he would with, 
withdraw to desolate places and pray. We turn over the page to chapter 6, verse 12. It says, He went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Jumping ahead, chapter 9, verse 18. So we're in the book of Luke, chapter 9, 28. He took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. Chapter 11. Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Lord, teach us to pray. I'm just going to pause for a moment and, and just and just pray. The same thing. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, please teach us to pray. Lord Jesus, uh, we welcome you into this moment. Help us to connect with, with God. Help, help us to connect with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, teach us to pray. John Mark Comer, he, John Mark Comer, he's the pastor of Bridgetown Church in Portland, Oregon. And he says this, Notice that for Jesus of Nazareth, prayer was the center point of his life with God. Notice that for Jesus of, Jesus of Nazareth, prayer was the center point of his life with God. It was woven into the fabric of his day-to-day -day existence, his morning routine, his weekly schedule. He made time for it, even when he was really busy. John Mark Comer points out that prayer didn't seem to be a drag for Jesus. It seemed like Jesus really enjoyed the Father's company. Like he really enjoyed prayer. <laughs> and in times of and he enjoyed times of prayer. And sometimes uh, in prayer, um, like when he was on the mountain with excuse me, with Peter, James, and John, he was transformed, literally transformed before their before their eyes. I'm just remembering that I'm, a, I'm at home and I can have a, have a cup of coffee. That's a great coffee, Tessa. For Jesus, the spending time in prayer, it wasn't a hassle. It wasn't a drag. It was something that he really enjoyed, that he loved to do. But it's not like that for us. Well, it's like that for some of us. I've heard of some, for some people, and it's like that. And um, for us, it can, be, it can be a difficult thing. It can be... Um, it can be a. It can feel like it's an empty routine. It can feel like a chore. It can feel like just something that we need to take off. It can feel like a one-way conversation. It can feel like we're just talking to the roof. And maybe it was like that for Jesus' disciples too. So they'd see Jesus disappearing off to pray. And the only time, the only time we hear about the disciples asking Jesus to teach them something, it's not, Jesus, how do you turn water into wine? Which is, if I'm honest, that's probably the kind of thing I'd ask. They didn't ask him that. Instead they go, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? Now what would you ask Jesus if you could ask him to teach you something? I think the disciples must have seen something special in Jesus. Okay, 
Oh, there. What's happening in your house right now? <laughs> I'd love to see it. Uh, I think the disciples they saw something they saw something really special in Jesus' relationship with the Father, and they wanted they wanted in on it. They wanted that more than they wanted to learn anything else. So he taught them how to pray, and he and he teaches us to pray. So let's look at Matthew chapter six, verse nine. Matthew chapter six, verse nine. Jesus said, "Pray then like this: Our Father in heaven." Hallowed be your name. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Right at the beginning of this prayer, we simply come to God as our Father. It begins, it begins with that kind of relationship. It's not just any kind of relationship, but it's a, it's a father-child relationship. It's a significant, it's a special, it's a unique relationship. God is our Father. Jesus called Jesus called his father Abba, which is like saying daddy. Can you imagine that? Our daddy, our daddy in heaven. One of the things that's really hard about being in this isolation bubble and this isolation lockdown is not being able to see mum and dad, not being able to see our parents, uh, not being able to go give mum and dad a hug. So uh, mum and dad, I'll give you a virtual hug now. <laughs> It's hard, but I can still go to God, my Father, and know that He is right there with me. Earlier, Jesus had taught His disciples to go to a place on their own. Go on your own, He said. Find a room and close the door, because your Father sees, your Father knows, and your Father hears. Our Father sees, our Father knows, and our Father hears. God is our Father. I, I encourage you to go back and listen to Matt Mansell's message. Um, it's on our podcast, so you can go back and listen to it on the 16th of February about, about God our Father. We are remembering, right at the start of our prayer, we're, we are remembering to whom we are praying, the lover of our souls. Speaking out this name of God, Father, we affirm who God is. We affirm what God is like. And we affirm the loving motives of his heart towards us as he listens to our requests. This postures us to pray in confidence, knowing that our prayers will be heard, not because of our fervor or eloquence, but rather because of the listener's love for us. Like we come to God knowing that he loves us. He has good intentions for us. He's our dad, our father in heaven. Again, I'm going back to uh, something that John Mark Comer said. He talks about the word heaven, our Father in heaven. He talks about the word heaven. Sometimes I can feel like heaven Heaven is a distant thing. It's up, up there in the clouds, although if I look out the window, the clouds are all around us right now. So anyway, heaven being somewhere else, right? John Mark Comer, he, he talks about how, how heaven, um, it's in the air all around us. It's, it's not a physical dimension, it's a spiritual dimension. And the point is that God is right here with us, even when we don't feel Him. Even when it feels like our prayers are uh, just hitting the roof, you know, not going any further. That's not the reality. The reality is that God hears, God sees, God knows. He's in there, He's, in, he's, he's right there with us. He's in heaven, right there with us. 
He is our Father in heaven, meaning that He dwells in the sphere of creation that is beyond that of our earthly fathers. He has unlimited knowledge of factors influencing our situation that are beyond our own limited perception. So we begin our conversations with God simply coming before Him as His kids with confidence that He hears us and that He's with us, that He knows everything, and that He wants to have a conversation with us. This has been like striking me um, when I've been thinking about this. Jesus taught His disciples to pray because Jesus is God, and God wants, uh, wants us to pray. He wants to have that conversation, that dialogue with us. And we're not separated by lockdowns from God. We're not separated in our isolation from God. We don't need to schedule a Zoom meeting to be able to talk to God. Our Father in heaven, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. <laughs> hallowed. Again, like it's not a word that we use too much, although we did sing it um, in the song this morning. It's not a word we use much. It's not really a word we use at all. But this line, hallowed be your name, essentially it means be holy, your name, your name be holy. We're asking God to make his name sacred, to make his name revered in us and in our world. And this is something that only God can do. Far out. Even in, our, even in this situation, we can't really even go on, on the streets to meet people. We can't have those face-to-face -face conversations. This is something only God can do. He can make his name holy in our world. We've worshipped the Lord in song this morning because we believe that he is worthy, that he is awesome, that he is so wonderful, that he is perfect in every way. And we say these words, hallowed be your name. Your name. Like, let's think about that word, name. Name carries with it uh, like a rich story, a story of uh, ancestry. Like my surname, Beatty, it's a... It's a it's a rich name. <laughs> I'm sure that there's kings and princes back in the day. A story of ancestry, a name carries with it roles, expectations. A name is also the power to act. We've talked about this many times. Stop in the name of the law, a copper might say to you, especially if you're driving down the street at the moment. Stop in the name of the law. There's authority in a, in a name. And the place to learn about the name of God is in the Bible. The Bible is full of, of names of God. It's full of describing the Lord's attributes, His character, His goodness. This is the place where we can learn about the names of God, the name of God. And the scriptures reveal to us who the Lord is. I, I think that singing, saying this, hallowed be your name, it's like saying, may everybody know how brilliant the Lord is. May everybody know the goodness of the Lord. So this is just the first line. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then we move into, in, into asking the Lord to do something a bit more um, intercessory. But it's not about asking for our own blessing or our protection or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but in, the, in the way that Jesus taught us to pray, there's something that happens first. And it's about asking for the King of Kings rule and reign to be established on our earth. It goes like this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why would Jesus teach us to pray, your kingdom come? Unless our prayers are a key part 
in the coming of God's kingdom. Maybe our prayers are an essential requirement. They're needed. They're necessary. Sometimes it feels like our prayers are unimportant. You know, They don't make any difference. But Jesus, that's God, he tells us that we should ask for his kingdom. Why would he ask us if it makes no difference? I think that it, I think this means that our prayers are necessary. I think it means that our, our prayers are, are required, that it's almost like the world needs us to pray. The world needs us to invite the Lord's kingdom to come. I think for a bit, like, does this mean that God's kingdom won't come if Christians don't pray? In this season, Christians all around the world are, are united in praying for God's rule and reign to be established on our earth, to stop the spread of COVID-19 disease, to heal the sick, to bring freedom and salvation. Our prayers matter. Your will, our Father, be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we've, so far in the prayer, like we've, we've centered ourselves on who God is and our relationship with Him. We've we've asked for God's will to be done. Like we go, Lord, you know what's best. Your will be done. And now, now we pray for ourselves with just really basic things, isn't it? Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There's a few things that Jesus wants us to know before we even ask for anything. And the first thing is probably the most important, that God is our dad, that he has good intentions for us, that God is close. He's not far away. He's not down at Thornton Key. He's not in a church building somewhere, but he's right here with us. And, that, and to know that our prayers make a difference. They make a difference for our situations. They make a difference for the world. I want to quote, quote from N.T. Wright. He says, Today, as we approach God as our Father, we are reminded of our gracious and royal inheritance through Jesus the King. Because of who He is and what He has done, we may freely enter God's presence as His fully forgiven and purified followers. The way to approach God as our Father is through Jesus. But today you might be listening, you might be checking in for the first time and, and you want to come to know God. Well, the way to know God is through Jesus. Jesus offered his life so that we might have life through him. So you can... You can talk to Jesus right now and just ask him into your situation and into your into your life. Believing that he's the king of kings. In our isolation bubbles, we might feel separated from one another. And I do. Yeah. But we're not separated from God. We can't all together we can't gather all together in a church space. But we can be in the presence of God, abiding in Jesus wherever we are. We can't have a full worship band. 
and a full congregation of voices lifting song and worship. I, I'm, I'm imagining um, Robert Holt bringing a word. I'm imagining Dad having a prophecy. I'm imagining all these different things that we usually are blessed with on Sunday mornings. We can't have that at the moment. But we can center our attention and, and our affection on the Lord Jesus. And we can worship him genuinely and know that he is with us. Coming in to the end. Over the coming days and weeks, I really encourage you to figure out ways to, have, to regularly have conversations with God. Spending time in prayer. Using the model of prayer that Jesus taught us. I know, I know that it's going to be difficult. There could be challenges, um, especially if you're in a house packed with kids. I know that uh, this is um, not an easy time. In fact, there's, it can be a lot more intense than, than it was before. And so you might have to have conversations within your family, like to be able to have some time on your, time on your own. Just a couple of things, like see if you can set, a time, a time, and a place to pray that is quiet and distraction-free. You might want to leave your phone somewhere else or put it in airplane mode. Uh, you might. We can school. We can still go for walks. So you might want to head outside and go for a walk sometime during the day and, and just go. Oh, our Father in heaven. Um, I think, and many other Christians would uh, would also think that they're having this as a daily practice is ideal. Doing it daily is ideal, but sometimes that just might be too much. So you could try shooting for, say, three times a week. Maybe aim for, say, 10 to 15 minutes. It's like trying to set yourself, trying to set yourself a challenge, but not an impossible challenge, something that's achievable, but still something that's a bit more than what's happening at the moment, maybe. Uh, after this live stream, after this finishes, I'm going to uh, pop some resources up on this Facebook uh, Facebook group uh, that you can chew on. I've drawn a lot of, of a lot of what I've said today from John Mark Comer uh, from the Bridgetown Community Church in Portland, and so I'm just going to put those resources straight on our group, uh, straight on this group page. And I, I really encourage you to go through those kind of things and think about the things that they've um, that they've provided. Wherever we are, at any time, we can turn our attention to God our Father, and we can have a conversation with Him. And in doing so, we are connecting with the source of all good things and even life itself. Prayer is transformative because prayer is, is connection with our Creator. And we're connecting with the one who loves us. We're connecting with the one who knows our true selves. He's got wonderful things uh, for us, freedom and more. So I'm going to wrap up there. Um, I've got one more song that I'll, I'll play. If things are going nuts in your house, if the kids are going bonkers, then feel free to um, to turn this off. But um, I just want to pray for pray for us all, really, in this time. I'm just going to use the words the words of Jesus. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I'm so aware that our world needs you. Lord, let your kingdom come. Halt the progression of coronavirus. Lead to breakthrough, Father. We pray for those that are um, that are sick with this disease, Lord, that you'd bring healing, that you'd halt the progression of this disease. We pray for a miracle, Lord, that your kingdom would come in our world. We pray that your kingdom would come, you'd bring freedom, you'd bring salvation. Let your kingdom come. Pray for the scientific community that are pouring in, uh, in, in effort and resources into developing um, vaccines and, and cures for this disease. Lord, would you inspire them? Would you, would you uh, bring, bring out brand new ideas and new ways of doing things that there's going to be a blessing in our world? I pray for New Zealand, for Aotearoa, that, that uh, you would halt the progression of the disease, that uh, this lockdown would be effective. Lord Jesus, let your kingdom come. And give us today our daily bread, Lord, that even, even though we're on our own and we're isolated, that you give us the things that we need for today. Give us today's bread today, Lord Jesus. And forgive us our debts as we would also forgive those, our debtors. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, Lord, and deliver us from evil. Lord, would your protection be over us. I pray for all of the families of, uh, of Capital Vineyard Church, all of, the, uh, all of the people that are part of our congregation, our wider family, and people that are tuning in today. Pray for your protection over our over the CV family and over uh, and all of the ones that we're connected with and all the ones that we love. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.